0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's time for your weekly trip around the bases with your hometown team. It's Inside Twins, where we dive into the minds of the guys in charge for insight, information, and analysis. Inside Twins is brought to you by Continental Diamonds, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field, live here at Target Field, just outside the Thompson Reuters Champions Club. Final game before the All-Star break, Twins and the Orioles wrapping up this four-game series. It'll be Kyle Gibson today for the Twins and Ubaldo Jimenez, two righties meeting as this series concludes here today, Twins won the first two, Baltimore winning yesterday five to one, and the twins today try to win another series, but also go five and two on this homestand. And that had been something that had been tough for this team to do, and that is win here at Target Field. But it would be a nice way to finish up the first half with a W here today. We welcome you to the program. You can reach us in two ways by email, inside twins at twinsbaseball or on Twitter hashtag inside twins and great to wrap up the first half of the season our guest today the chief baseball officer from the minnesota twins our buddy derek falby how are you
2: good to be good to be here Corey, and excited to finish up this first half all
1: right win or lose today the, the the twins will hit the break a contending team whether it's divisional play wild card race but a contending team nonetheless surprised
2: I would say that uh, one of the things that uh, I talked about a lot this off-season that uh, maybe wasn't always as well-received was the idea of not putting ceilings on teams or not putting limits, and I just that's just what I believe. I think when you get a group of 25 guys together and you, you add in some replacements over time and a coaching staff who believes in themselves, I, I'm not sure we know what the limit is for those types of teams, and I think these guys have proven to be incredibly resilient. They've faced some adversity so far along the way, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of the effort our guys have put forth each and every day.
1: I think there, were, if you were asking fans, and maybe you, you got a sense of this on the winter caravan, that there was some doubt and skepticism about how good could the season really be because there wasn't a drastic roster turnover. It was a lot of the same guys that were here from 15, the team that won 83 games, but then the group that lost 103 last year, so maybe somewhere in the middle is kind of what we have here in 2017.
2: I think when you look at this club, and, and we said this you know, through the course of the offseason too, that it, the talent on the field wasn't reflective in our minds of a 103-loss team. That was that was about the fifth percentile outcome of, of all potential outcomes in our minds uh, for the talent on that club. Now, that doesn't mean that we weren't charged with addressing some areas that we needed to improve. No question. And we felt we did that, you know, adding in some guys with some experience from some different organizations who had been recently successful, and then... Uh, changing a bit of the mindset toward how we would go about approaching our defensive club uh, ways we could would go about game planning and otherwise and and by and large i think the vast majority of our guys have really bought into that change
1: why is this team so much better defensively
2: i think when you go back it's it's what you focus on uh, early on in spring training and uh teams all teams do all 32 all 30 clubs talk about defense as spring training starts the question is how much of an emphasis do you place as you move forward and uh, sometimes coming off of a, a tough year like it was last year defensively as a club it's an opportunity to look yourself in the mirror and say you know, did we do the best we could in the areas we can control and those were areas i know that paul and his staff felt like on defense we could improve and we could do the work to improve, and that was their goal this spring, and that was the players' goal, and, and we've seen that now. The, the maturation of some of our outfielders and even some of the young infielders has really taken a step forward and allowed us to be a good defensive club.
1: And that's a good segue to something that we chatted about after the game yesterday about Statcast, and and I think I'm at fault of this, and perhaps many are as well, that we focus on Statcast on exit velocity and launch angle and the offensive. I guess abilities and strengths that StatCast proves and shows us every day. But there are important things and statistics that StatCast shows defensively that you guys pay attention to as well.
2: Yeah, StatCast is another one of the the new tools that we have available to us now that allow us a chance to dig deeper on any in individual player uh, to understand a bit more of their skill set. And I think what you've seen by and large with our team, uh, with the StatCast data this year, is that our outfield certainly has, has performed you know, as good as any in, in baseball, uh, led by Buck in center field, but also the corner guys. We, we have a chance to really have a special defensive season overall this year in the outfield. And StatCast is one tool to help us identify things like sprint speed and the ability to track a ball that would otherwise unlikely be caught. And, and our guys are doing a great job with that.
1: You know, I was asking Jeff Pickler yesterday before the game, you know, going back to Buxton, and he scored from first on Dozier's single on Friday, and he got first to home. In 9.47 seconds. And I asked Jeff, I said, that's great. But what does it mean? I mean, how do you kind of take that and expand on it and kind of prove how unique his skill set is? And he said, right now, you really can't, other than to say that he's just really, really fast. I mean, do you know more about it? Than, I mean, what he accomplished the other night and how where in the game that is you know I, I would say
2: this i agree with jeff's impression that we don't know what that means in the context yet because we haven't gathered enough data over time stack test is still a new tool and we'll learn over time what that means but uh, i think you know well in the nfl we have for a number of years people have talked about 40 times mm-hmm. and we go into the combine and that's all we hear about 40 times 60 times you know their shuttle runs or otherwise well that's been tracked for a number of years now we also know that you have to go catch a ball as a wide receiver, and you got to run, and you got to break away from a defender. Those are the types of tools that are accepted maybe in other sports now that we're now learning about. So, watching Byron go first to home the other night, we'll know over the course of time, you know, this season, next season, and otherwise where that stacks up among uh, unique abilities to go from first to home in terms of time. And I know watching it uh, from from where I sat, I get a chance. I'm very fortunate to get a chance to watch a lot of baseball games, just as you do, Corey. There are still moments. Moments like that that
1: can take your breath away. Yeah, it's just one of those moments where if you if you missed it, if you were getting a drink or you're in the restroom, man, you missed it. It's like hockey. You never want to miss a, a goal, right? It happened so fast, and watching Byron run, and that's, that's a thing of beauty. We'll take a break, come back. We'll dive into pitching. Bartolo Colon, we'll get uh, Derek's thoughts on that when we come back. More of Inside Twins next on your Home for Twins Baseball. Hey, this is Jason Castro.
2: You're listening to the Home for the Minnesota Twins, Go 96.3.
1: You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back. Inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Probus back alongside Derek Falvey. A lot of news this week, man. We we begin with the roster, and I think it's, it became at times a daily thing where you and Thad are picking up the phone and, and getting a new guy up, and then all of a sudden we get word, The other night, that uh, the Twins signed Bartolo Colon at the age of 44, and sure enough, uh, he's going to begin at Rochester, and then we'll see what happens after that.
2: Exactly. Bartolo was somebody this offseason, as we looked at pitching and otherwise going into the uh, free agent market, that... He's had some really good years in the last few years, and maybe above expectations given his age and, and, and track at that point. Uh, and he went into Atlanta this year and, and, and scuffled a bit. And as a result, uh, I think we we found ourselves with an opportunity to add somebody of his, uh, with his history, his veteran experience, and otherwise at a time when we felt we needed some pitching depth. So uh, we'll bring him in, you know, get him built back to where he needs to be as a as a starter, and we'll work with him to figure out exactly what that looks like. And opportunity presents, we'll, we'll move that forward.
1: His season with Atlanta did not scare you guys off at all?
2: I think you want to look, anytime a guy is struggling at the Major League level, uh, or performing well for that matter, you want to dig a little bit under the surface to see if there's anything that might indicate a little bit of un, you know, unlucky play or otherwise. And I think in Bartolo's case, we felt like the stuff was relatively similar to past years when he had been successful Uh, so there wasn't a meaningful drop off in that area Uh, command had gone a little bit sideways more because of nibbling than maybe necessarily because his command had gone backwards but uh, so we felt like there's a chance for some bounce back here obviously and with situations like this you have to assess the, the benefit and the risk and we felt like there was potentially more benefit here than there was any
1: risk he's 44 years old he started what more than 500 games in his career Will he be and has he been in your dialogue with him receptive to change about adjustments that you believe he needs to make as a pitcher at this point of his career? Or is he going to take the the, the approach that, hey, I've been doing this a long time. I know what I'm doing.
2: You know, I think Bartolo has already spoken to that in what he's done in his career. I mean, this is a guy who was... 95 to 98 you know for a period of time and throwing big time fastballs in the young younger stages of his career uh, he's reinvented himself at different junctures in his in in his baseball life and our view of that is you know that it's a signal to us that he'll continue to reinvent himself you can't you can't replace the experience he's had and so he he knows his body he knows what he needs to do he knows how to get hitters out we just need to make sure that we partner with him with our catchers to come up with the best plan
1: Did you reach out to Irvin Santana about helping uh, recruit Bartolo?
2: We did. Uh, uh, One of the conversations we have always had uh, and will continue to have is we need to know the makeup of the players we bring into this organization with respect to how they'll impact those guys in the clubhouse, especially when there's a nice bond being built and a good culture in the group, and we never want to impact that negatively. And so we we certainly went to, to Irv because he has some experience as a teammate of Bartolo's, but also a friend asked how he felt about Um, You know, Bartolo potentially joining us, and if he'd be willing to make a phone call and and chat with him on on the twins' behalf. And I think that went really well.
1: So, correct me if I'm wrong, that Bartolo was set to start Rochester Thursday and then. After that, we'll see.
2: Exactly right. Yep, I, we'll get him. He uh, His last major league game was the 28th of June. He w- he has, however, been throwing uh, back down at his facility in Dominican, uh, the Dominican with a catcher and, and keeping himself ready. Uh, but we want him to go face live hitters and, and then see where things go from there.
1: Yeah, there's a need with the big league starting staff right now with Hector Santiago on the disabled list, and we've seen Felix Jorge. Uh, two starts, one is the 26th man, then he started the other night here, uh, got knocked around a bit early against this Baltimore team. But why the, the the need to step outside with Bartolo as opposed to maybe trying Fernando Romero, who's on the 40-man roster, also a double-A, Steven Gonzalez is not on the 40-man, but why the need Bartolo outside as, to, as opposed to promoting from within?
2: You know, sometimes uh, circumstances and timing just line up. And I think in this particular case, um, you know we w- certainly would have evaluated all internal options depending upon what was available to us and, and we continue to have those conversations but uh, the timing of Bartolo's um, designation from from the from the braves and him becoming a free agent lined up really nicely where we felt like uh, given all the reasons we just discussed that there might be some bounce back here from a veteran guy who who knows how to pitch you know in winning situations and so uh, we wanted we're going to take a shot to see if he's where he needs to be and, and work to uh, make him an option for us here in Minnesota.
1: Good stuff there from Derek Falvey. We'll take a break, come back. We'll dive into some injury news. Hector Santiago, Glenn Perkins, Breslow Haley, uh, many more to uh, digest, including Joe Morrow. More with Derek Falvey next on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Modern Alternative Channel and your home for Twins Baseball. Go 96.3. Welcome back inside Twins. Brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Twins and the Orioles. Coming up in just a bit, Chris, as the pregame show at the bottom of the hour, then game four. Gibson and Jimenez will come your way at 110 uh, Central Time. Back with Derek Falvey. Let's kind of run down some, some injury news and notes here as the, the team reaches the All Star break. Let's first, uh, first start with Hector Santiago. This this latest setback is this one more severe than the shoulder injury he had back in early June?
2: I think they're uh, in in many ways connected. You know he he's felt some. Uh, Hector's a guy who had not been injured, had not been on the disabled list prior to this year in his career. I mean a very healthy healthy career up to this point. Uh, when he felt something the first time around, wasn't necessarily sure how to how to handle that. You know, just having not gone through it. Uh, when we got him treatment, tried to work through it, and he came back. Uh, didn't quite still feel right, so we ended up having to go back back on the DL. So, you know, whether it's upper upper thoracic area, shoulder area that's a little bit sore, um, we want to make sure that we, we get him to a point where he's fully healthy before we start working forward and continue to work on his strengthening and mobility and otherwise, which will help him moving forward.
1: You mentioned the word thoracic, and it just seems like there's a spike in that word, right? When you, when you look at transactions and, and injuries, that word is popping up. This year, more than I can recall in the past seasons. I
2: I would agree with you, Uh, and and I'm not sure I necessarily have an answer for you. Uh, It seems like it's happening in in different parts, not just to us. I mean, I think we've had a couple of conversations about that with our players, but uh, I see it around the league more. Uh, Certainly something that uh, we'll spend some time talking with our medical professionals and otherwise to see if it's just a uh, little bit of a spike that's not indicative of a trend and more just something that happens to uh, be occurring more in 2017. Uh, but we'll 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 monitor that moving forward.
1: Speaking of monitoring, did you monitor the the Santiago monitor, the uh, you know I guess disagreement that happened in Kansas City last weekend with Hector coming out early in that ball game? He wasn't happy, but Paul was pretty candidate as to as to why and he, he backed up his reasons your, your take on that situation
2: uh, here's you know this really well corey is that that's a competitive clubhouse that's a competitive environment a major league game uh, some guys would describe it as like a, a a boxing fight you know that's just the way it is and so when you get, uh, you get in a game and things don't go your way in, in a game like it, they didn't for Hector that day and Paul had to make a difficult decision, sometimes emotions boil over. I, I can tell you that I'm confident that Paul and Hector have a very good relationship and have talked through any disagreements they may have had, but those will happen over the course of the season. It's just important that you talk through them and make sure you're on the same page afterwards.
1: Other injury news and notes to pass along, Joe Maurer, the, uh, the target date is eligible Saturday in Houston. Is that still realistic? I
2: think that's realistic. I think we want to make sure when we when we put Joe in the DL, uh, this is another one of those benefits of the 10-day DL, especially with the all-star break in the middle. Joe's been such an impact to us in this first half, both defensively, offensively, and what he's been in the clubhouse. So we wanted to make sure that uh, had, we, had it been a longer period of time and, and more games, maybe we would have held off a few more days. Uh, but because we had the ability with the 10-day DL to take care of that right away and have him take the break and then get an additional day on the back end, we just want to make sure he's healthy for the entirety of the second half. We want to be the looking at the long term here rather than just the short 5 day sample.
1: Two more players before we take our final break. Uh, big day for Craig Breslow today?
2: Yes, he'll throw an inning today or at least an inning in uh, in Rochester uh, as a part of a rehab assignment. which so I think he feel, he started to feel really good and ready to go and then he'll pick back up on the on the back end of that rehab assignment when we get back.
1: And as for Glenn Perkins, is there a light at the end of the tunnel here with everything he's gone through and still continues to to battle?
2: Yeah, Glenn Glenn's working through a certainly a challenging rehab. He's had had a, a few moments uh, where he's had some setbacks and I can tell you that no one's more frustrated about it than Glenn uh, he wants he wants to get back and help this team and, and be here. We also want to make sure that we're thoughtful about responding to how his body feels. And when he has a setback, we need to take our, our foot off the gas pedal a little bit. But we're, our, our best, we want Glenn's best interests in mind as we move forward here, and uh, that's something we'll continue to do as, as we move forward.
1: At any point, as he said, boy, may, maybe this is, this is not worth it. Maybe this is a sign that it's not going to work out, and I've thrown my last pitch, or that three-time All-Star competitive nature Still, there's still some fight in there.
2: I think it's more the latter. I mean, these guys, as we just talked about, I mean, competitive. To be at the level that Glenn Perkins was in his career you know, just a couple of years back now, uh, that doesn't go away. So he, he's fighting each and every day to get himself in a place where he can be back here to help us.
1: Want a final break, we'll come back, wrap up Inside Twins next. Study your home for Twins Baseball. Wrapping up Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. About two minutes left of our Sunday program. Corey Provis back with Derek Falvey. All-star break after today. Do, does the commissioner's office encourage dialogue teams during the break about potential trades, or is this kind of a lull?
2: No, I, I think uh, uh, teams have kind of... Uh there's a little bit of a truce maybe during these next couple of days we owe a lot to our to our wives and our families and our kids and if we can take uh, we could take a couple days to maybe take the pedal off uh, or take the foot off the gas pedal it's helpful we'll certainly be prepared for for anything that comes our way in the second half but take a little bit of time to see some family
1: as you stepped into this job are you the one that will take all the phone calls and make all the phone calls or does thad do some of that how how does that play out
2: you know we built it uh we built it off of different relationships we have with different clubs and it ended up working out where uh, i think we each have about 15 teams that we stay in touch with and usually the the benefit to that is that we can get a little bit deeper uh, with those teams and we certainly keep each other up to date on any of those conversations we're having but splitting the calls is helpful it it keeps me from having to uh, be on the phone with all other 29 clubs
1: the parody and the american league right now i mean outside the the al west where houston is up by you know 15 16 games whether it's divisional play teams the wild card race does that make trades more challenging because there are less sellers at this point at least in the american league
2: i think what it does is it just delays uh the the hot stove portion of this season i think uh, the reality is that and this has happened over the last couple of years this isn't unique to 2017 but we have some period of time here where teams are still trying to figure out where they stand going into the deadline. Uh, a good 10-day stretch or a poor 10-day stretch for any club will certainly change some directions for some. So we want to make sure that we're attentive if if uh, activity is happening. But at this stage, I would say it's still more exploratory than it is specific.
1: Enjoy the break. Enjoy your time with the family. And uh, we'll catch up uh, this week in Houston. Same to you, Corey. All right. We thank Derek Falvey for his time. We've got plenty more to come. Here on this Sunday afternoon, the pregame show with Chris is coming up next. Then we'll have Game 4, Twins and the Orioles. It's Kyle Gibson and Ubaldo Jimenez, the pitching matchup here today. We thank you for tuning in. More to come on your home for Twins Baseball.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.